<laughs> oh man. Yes. What's going on then? You good? I'm good, mate. How are you? You see you see Liverpool win? Oi! One of them ones, isn't it? I bet I bet you was getting excited thinking, oh yes, Luton are gonna Did you watch them? Somehow they find they find a way. Doing it for Klopp. <laughs> One second, hang on. There we are. Well, I have to say, they're doing it for Klopp, aren't they? Yeah, they're doing it because Liverpool are just ballers. Do you mean? Tabi Alonso is he's, he's got to join, man. Nah, he's got to go to Munich. He knows. He knows. Goes to goes to Bayern. He's, he's not a Munich fan. He's a Liverpool. He said he's a Liverpool fan. He's no. not going to get the. Why? You, why are you such? Why you, why are you like this? Why would he go to Bayern Munich when he can when he can man okay. when you can guarantee uh, trophies? Bayern Munich. Gar- listen, just listen to the difference. Bayern Munich, right. Liverpool FC, Anfield. What's Munich Stadium called? Allianz Crazy. Crazy. That, and that league that league. The Premier the Premiership's top, even though it's corrupt. It is top. It is top for a reason. It is. It is top. He should, and you know, I like to say we still run it, but we don't. You know, who, who runs it? It's a uh, tough times, dark times to be a United fan. Not, not really. It's looking better. That Raz, what's his name? Ho- Hoyland. Hoyland. <laughs> what's his name? Is that his name? Hoyland. Rasmus Hoyland. Yeah, he, he's good. Our, uh, when you he's buy, scrappy, you buy isn't he? Off wish. <laughs> he, he's he's scrappy, isn't he? But he's doing he's doing well. You know, fair play to the guy. I, I think we got a good a good base of players coming through. Some youngsters. That Kobe Mainu, bro. Oh my days, insane. I, I saw, I saw a debate. Yeah, yeah. I saw a debate actually. Someone said who was better, him who's more of a sorry, who's more of a promising youngster, Kobe Mainu or Connor Bradley. I was like, look, come on, don't even put. I understand he's doing well, but Liverpool are a really good team. Kobe Mainu's shining in a United team, but we're not doing well at all. So, actually, yeah, I thought, Con- you know, Connor Bradley's his performances have been good though, haven't he? And he's yeah, been doing individual been, you know, stuff like scoring goals and that. Like he's been doing, he's not like playing well. He's doing like, do you know what I mean? But I, no, I've yeah. not seen enough of that Mainu guy. And I'm, I'm not even as a Liverpool fan. I I need to see more Connor Bradley. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, You're not convinced. He's the he's the, no, build, no. the real deal. No, I'm not. Mm. I'm gonna say I do, I do like him. You know, I, I was thinking oh, Liverpool man pissed me off, but I was like, oh, this guy is this guy's actually right, isn't he? Damn it! But hey, that's just me. That's just me being spiteful. Anywho, welcome to the GID NET work. <laughs> I apologize for TJ's for TJ's rapping. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. It's gonna be a good episode. Got a lot to talk about, haven't we, Jamil? <laughs> what's what's been going I'm on? Upset, man. I'm upset. Why I'm upset. upset. I, fa- I failed, man. I failed. I failed. I failed. Yeah, welcome to the show, the GID Network. Um, my name is Jamil. This is TJ. 
What's that? Um, I'm just in a mood today because I've lost my attitude, bro. Because I, I, I really wanted to hit my. I really want. This is our, by the way, this is our weekly accountability club. Where we basically. By the way, TJ, I was thinking about doing these no live, no YouTube mm-hmm. live. Okay, that's a good idea, you know, because people want to. People can watch it live, then when it's uploaded on the podcast, they can. So these videos can just be, and then you can see people like commenting and stuff. But we, if we do it now, there'll be no co- comments because no one's going to watch it. It's going to be crickets. But exactly. I mean, like, eventually, we'll get to live's a good idea. Yeah. So this is our weekly, our weekly. Uh, accountability club the gid network gid stands for get it done the d is the key word done d for done instead of like i'm working on it it's almost done i've got an idea oh you know what you know listen to something good uh, yesterday tj what you listening to? to robert ringer and it's a seminar about action and he said action converts an idea to reality and an idea is just nothing you need action to convert it to something that's real he said people so yeah and plans he said people put so much uh what's the word a lot of energy a lot of energy and a lot of um what's it called it's like overrated ideas and plans are overrated and action taking action Mm -hmm. and following through with something right until it's complete he said like next to nobody does that that's why we set up this show because i want to be someone who takes more action Definitely. And if you don't know, if, you, if it's the first time you're listening, so while TJ's writing notes, I'll, I'll do a quick background. For if the first time you're listening, my name's Jamil. I've been in, uh, I'm a marketing consultant and copywriter. I've been in sales for probably eight years with TJ. Built a business, made about two and a half million pounds for a big client in the UK. TJ also was in sales for eight years with me. Direct sales this is a cold call selling, commission only. Uh, we built a business together. Um, and TJ was, the same. When we left the direct sales industry, I got into marketing copywriting. TJ went into B2B sales specifically, and he's sold in boardrooms for top energy energy drink brands. Um, he sold $70,000 contracts. Pounds? Not dollars. I'm used to saying dollars. He sold £70,000 contract in a boardroom to directors, and he's been recruited recently by a billion-dollar phone company. And he's top at, he's a top sales guy, what can I say? And um, I just write, I write, I write copy for health and fitness companies and consult them on marketing, stuff like that. Now, after leaving the industry of direct sales, me and TJ basically like would speak every, every month or every two to three weeks. And I'd noticed that the accountability between ourselves made me do more. I'd work faster. And I'd, so we, we said, let's just record the calls and let people hop in and listen to our weekly accountability to see where we're at. So you're basically going to be listening to behind the scenes of me building my marketing consultant business and TJ basically growing in his B2B sales career. Trying to That's top it. this mountain. <laughs> Trying to. That's basically what this is about. So you can listen in. And then if your son wants to be held accountable or, or if you've got goals you want to share, because the reality is most, if you've got big goals, you know, people who live in your house probably aren't interested in hearing them. There's a lot of naysayers out there, and you probably want to keep your big goals to yourself in case people try and derail you. Do you know what I mean? And then people in your household or most people you're surrounded with don't would, would not keep you accountable. They're not going to say, did you get that thing done that you're supposed to get done? They're going to want to chill. They're going to, they're going to want you to relax and take it easy. 
and you know be more balanced and stuff like that. So if you wanna if you wanna uh, join the club, just go to the gidnetwork.com. Right, TJ, Boom. take it away. Yeah. TJ's got no, T- actually. Hang on, I forgot to say something. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> no, I haven't even said the title of the episode. What's the title of the episode, TJ? Say less, sell more. Let's get it. Mm. Say less, sell more. Did, this is what TJ's been doing this episode. <laughs> well, do you not like it? Say less. I like it. Sell more. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's this is contributing. I'm done. See ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like, uh, you know, the eighty twenty rule, TJ, where it's like eighty percent of your results come from like twenty percent of whatever the thing is. Um, like, say you got a team of ten. Yeah, yeah, eighty twenty. It's just a well known. Say you got a team of ten players. There's gonna be two standout all stars. That like, if they're if they're not in the team, like Mo Salah or what, like you've got two core core players out of the 10 do you know what mm. i mean and if you've got like 10 or 20 sales reps it'll be the top 20 it'll be the 20 percent of people that produce the most results when we spoke about it mm-hmm. yeah we, we did have a nice well, chat about it didn't we yeah so this episode is about the 80 20 law in sales for a salesperson on the phone with a with a with a prospect and I, I, from my experience of people calling me trying to sell me stuff, I don't think ninety five percent of, like, I'm not even exaggerating, ninety five percent of salespeople don't even know this or understand it, honestly. And it's, it's costing them sales, and I know it is. And I'll tell you, I'll give you my my story about it in a minute. But I'll let TJ. Oh no, we've got to start with accountability. Oh. Is that what we start with? Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's the point of this call. Our it goals is. from last week. Go on, bro. Go ahead. There you go. You want me to start first? So, mm. the goal was because my my list was being migrated over, wasn't it? So, mm, there was only so much I could do. But finished off Financial Prospecting. Incredible book, by the way, Jeff Blunt. Um, Financial Prospecting. Then moved on to his book about objections, objection handling. Finished that, and now I'm back listening, re-listening to uh, Fanatical Prospecting, because now I'm actually calling alongside it. I can now start to see the things that he talks about in real time. You know, I like to apply something in real time, man. So that was that was good. That was good to see. But anyway, so what have I got done? Objections book done, Fanatical Prospecting done, and because it's list what was is your goal? Now, what, what was your goal, though, from last week? The goal was to finish, finish Fanatical Prospecting and to finish Objections. Oh, okay. So I've completed that. Yeah. So you done it? A little bit of a little bit of a sprinkle of some calls in the middle of it. But what about you, Jay? What's going down? Let me just go to objections. How was objections? Don't worry about what I done. <laughs> no, that's good, bro. The people the people want to hear what happened. Go on. Let's not let's not deviate now. <laughs> I just wanted to talk more about you. <laughs> Don't worry about me. What happened, bro? I just would like you to share what you learned in objections. How do I know you read it? What's inside? But do you, we can get, we can get. Oh, it's a lot of information. But let's get through what your goals. What, what are the top let's, three things you learned in objections? Let's stick, let's stick to this first, and then we'll go into it. I'll share everything. We're still that on yours. No, we're not. We've, we said I've literally. Got, no, but, 
all we've all we've said is did you hit your goals i hit mine right jay did you hit yours and then i can discuss what i went through in <laughs> no i didn't i didn't you know what this this is painful this is like judgment day you know mm. not like judgment it's not like judgment day it's not like judgment day as a Muslim, we believe in Judgment Day. TJ, I don't know what you believe in, but this is like a a, a version of it. Like this is um, when you're held to account, bro. Mm-hmm. Imagine being stood in a courtroom. It's like Friday, seven p.m. Jamil, where were you? <laughs> and you gotta come. You gotta fess up, bro. No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Do you want anything else? So my my goal from last week was to launch it. And I'm, honestly, I'm fuming. I'll be honest. I'm, the reason why I'm fuming is because I've been trying to get this. This the third. This the third one now. So in three weeks, I said it would have been done. For three weeks, I said I'm going to get done by next week. No, by next week. No, by next week. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating me, but I don't know if it's a good thing because. When we were in direct sales, we knew that eight hours was enough time to achieve X amount of sales. We knew that because we'd done law of averages. I've never done a direct mail campaign before, so I don't know the timeline. Maybe I'm pushing myself so much, I'm actually getting it done in a fraction of what it takes everybody else. I don't know because I've not actually reached out to people that are doing it and saying, oh, how long would it take you from idea to letters going out in a post, um, like a direct mail campaign? Some people might say, oh, it takes us three months. So if it's taken me three weeks or four weeks, that's quite quick. If you think of it, but I'm still annoyed because I said I was going to do it and I didn't do it. And I, like, I was up last night till already gone three, four in the morning, the day before till one in the morning, pushing, pushing, pushing. Can I tell you what happened? It is not an excuse, but let me tell you something that happened. And this is it. I think this is important for goal setting. This is going to be crazy. Check this out now. So mm-hmm. Noah told you I'm, I'm attaching fake notes, fake money to the top of this letter I'm sending people. Yeah, yeah. I kind of don't want to say this because I don't want people. I don't. I don't want to. Um, don't want to take the idea. <laughs> you can take the idea. It's not. It's even a well-known. It's a well-known concept anyway. But I'm putting fake money on the top of the letter, and I'm saying to people, I'm saying to potential clients, why have I attached? It's just an attention. It's, a, it's called a grabber. It's called an attention getter. It's a, it's a pattern interrupt. So they get the letter and they're like, "Whoa, what's this?" It's it's that's the the thing I'm trying to uh, erupt, invoke, where they like open a letter and immediately like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa!" That's what I want. I want that reaction. So that the, it's fake money and it's a million pound note and it looks like real money. It looks like a fifty pound note. But check. So I bought them. Now check this out, TJ. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. So, so I had the notes, and I've got them stacked. I'm ready. I just need. I bought paper clips. I'm just going to paper clip into every envelope. I printed out. I've got all me. Sorry, not the envelope. So the letter. I've got all the letters printed out. All the letters are done. Doing boxes in my house. I've got all the envelopes. I've got stamps. I've got everything. All it literally was going to do was put the letters in the envelopes and sign each letter to give the personal touch, and away we go. I take a closer look at this. I take a closer look at this 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 money. Guess what it says on the back? What does it say? It's it's the guy who's selling it is a uh, he's like a Christian minute. He's like a Christian uh, 
Christian, what's it called? A Christian preacher or something. He's got pure links to his website. So this guy, I didn't, because I, you don't clock, it's in small print. And when you flip it around, it's, I'm like, oh, what does that say? And I unfortunately says, this is not legal tender, da, 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 da. But yeah. saying, it's saying, um, it's, it says like, if you had a million pounds, do you sin? Do you sin? Jesus Christ. And it starts talking about, and then the son of God, I'm thinking, uh-oh. And then it's like, you know, he died for your sins and all this. And he's, and, and he's like, to learn more about Jesus and whatever, go to the website. Go to his website. So he's promoting his, he's pushing his Christian ideology as a Muslim. That's a no-go for me. I can't, I can't, I, I saw that letter and I was like, my whole, I saw the notes and I thought my entire letter is based around this million pound note. Mm. What am I going to do? Because I, it's gonna, it's I can't, have to religiously, I cannot, I can't send that out. And if I need to, find another million pound note. I've, I've got to find a different supplier. Like I've got to basically rewrite a whole new letter or I've got to find the grabber is like everything leads from that down. Mm. Is there not a way that argument. you can. No, no, no. Way you... Don't, listen, listen, Anyways, I'll, tell I'll tell you what I've done. I'll tell you what I've done. So, so, um, see, this is what I'm saying folks. See, the TA is hopping in trying to help me deal with the situation. Just... That's, that's what the, that's what the GID network is about. So, um, what's it called? Where am I now? Because the whole argument of the sales letter is, I've just made a co- a company one point five million. I can make you a million. That's why I've attached a million pound letter, a million pound note. Keep it handy. Think about me and contact me. It's a, it's all to. So what I had to do, I had to get a three paper. I've got two hundred because I thought that these notes weren't cheap. I sp- maybe I spent about. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I'm not wasting. And I need to use them. I need to get my campaign done. Yeah. Yeah. I put all the. I, so I had to put all the notes. I had to. So I put all the notes on eight. So then I'm like, right, this needs to get done. So so my wife gave me a good idea. She goes, why don't you put them face up on on paper, get laminated and cut around it. So then the back the back of it's blank. It's just white, and the the, the note's still there. I was like, perfect. That's what I'm gonna do then. So, um, so, so then I had to then I had to go back, and this campaign's cost me way more than what I thought it would. And that's one thing that Grant Cardone talks about. He says it's always gonna take more. Uh, sorry, it's always it's always gonna be harder than you think, take longer than you think, and cost more than what you think to achieve something. So it's never gonna if you've your budgets, it's normally gonna go over budget. So I have to buy mm-hmm. every paper, a laminator. Laminating sheets, um, and then and then yesterday I went to like write a stationery shop to like say, listen, can you just sort all this out for me? Laminate it, cut round them. Ryman's like, yeah, that costs five hundred pound. We charge one pound fifty per slice. I, I said it's gonna kind of cut into me ROI this campaign, so I do myself. So I've been all last night cutting around these notes. I've got 250 to do. So th- this is what this is why I'm fuming because this is the like r- I'm like right. I'm ready to launch. Campaign's ready to go. And then I flip the note around. I'm like, Jesus Christ! I'm like, oh my word! I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no. Do you know what I mean? Underestimate the level of adversity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and and. It's not like 
as a Muslim, we we obviously believe in Jesus Christ, just not as a as a God. So I can't, I can't, I can't send that out to people. Do you know what I'm saying? Can't do it, TJ. Okay. Um. So yeah, didn't do it. But I'm I'm in the office now. I'm just gonna stay because it's it's like I'm gonna stay in the office for as long as it takes, and I'm gonna base I'm gonna basically try and get it done, bro. Tonight, GID. I'm halfway. I cut. I cut. I think I've done a hundred and a hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty-five notes yesterday. And I've really not worked smart with this campaign. I've really because it's my first time doing it. I've really not been efficient of like no like you, you don't know the shortcuts and the, the the delegating because I don't know what needs to be done so I'm doing it all myself manually so it's really taken you know anyway let's get to let's get to the 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 episode what, what do you want what do you want to say huh. well actually I just wanted to go through I'll go through what we were talking about maybe I should start off should I start off with a do you want to hear a little story that's gone down this week. I've made it. I've made a big mistake, you know. I made a, one of my one of one of a major fatal mistake very early on in my career already with this company. Do you want to hear what it is? Do you yeah, hear? he's excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> background: BDM, face to face with people. I get it. What on the phones? BDM? What? What is yeah, business development manager? Business development manager. So I'm used to dealing with people at the back end. So SDRs are the people that usually set up the phone, the phone setters. You need, no, you need to stop with that lingo, bro. What's an SDR? Really? Sales development representative, bro. The person that's. Okay. No, but anything that's like. Anything <laughs> Terminology. Hyphenated. Really not, is a hyphen, just, just say what it is. Okay. Just because I don't know what it is a anyway. Phone setter. I just. just this is quick and easy. In these, in your, co- in your these company makes up your company act as if they invented sales. That's what it is. So they they give all this terminology, this, this like you know, it's just a phone setter. Terminology. Are you gonna have the same story or what? There you go. If it if it makes sense and it's understandable for the listeners, and yeah. Okay. This is my first time setting my own appointments. So I'm used to being setted. There used to be appointments being set for me. Going in and trying to close it. So it's my first time being the closer, time. showing up and just literally right, snapping someone's neck and signing them up mm-hmm. in the teeth. Kind of knockheads, isn't it? But anyways, this is my first time sitting. Now, I've made a grave mistake. So I've gone in, got my, um, built a really semi-okay list. And I'm thinking, let's just start calling. I just want to get on the phones and start going after it. And I'm realizing a couple of calls in, I'm, I'm almost... Um, not a bit, not gonna say it's difficult, but I'm 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 in a bit of a battle here. I'm I'm talking here, I'm talking to customers. Yeah, I'm basically trying to set an appointment up with the person who deals with the the IT of your company. And what I'm looking to do, I'm looking to offer them uh, some of our services. I'm looking to basically increase the speed of your internet and looking to lower your price. And I'm going at it on the phone. I'm I'm, I'm really giving it a, giving it some. I started to realize. Hold on a second. Not really. A lot of them are. I was saying, no, we're fine, we're okay, hanging up on me. I'm thinking, what's going on here? But this is, you know, I'm on the phones, I'm excited, I'm giving it energy. Why is it not, why is it not being reciprocated? 
So what do I do? I'm like, okay, take a step back. Take a step back, TJ. What's going on here? And I start networking. I'm like, actually, let me go around to people that have more experience than myself. What's what's going on here? I've, you know, I've listened to a little bit of Jeff Blunt. And funny enough, it was the next chapter I was going to listen in on. He says, he he says, one of the grave mistakes people make on the phones is they, they, they're so excited to go and talk about their product that they don't even think about what is it the other person on the other side of the phone? What do they want? And it was like a penny dropping. I thought, hold on a second. I've gone in. I've given it the big shebang. I've given it my heart. I've given it my energy. <laughs> I, I am, <laughs> I've given it everything. And I've realized, hold on a second. I'm giving them everything that I want. I've not turned around and said, hold on a second. What is it that they want? And that's when, for me, I was like, hold on a second. It was a big penny drop for me. And I took a step and I thought to myself, before I slapped myself in the face for how silly I've been, next time I do speak to someone, actually think about what they want. And funny enough, from the 20 plus calls I did previously where I had nothing going for me, next one, next three, three calls after that, boom, got someone talking to me, got a name, got a number. So next time I'll call them back and get through to a decision maker. Simple. Ugh, was this was this before, was this penny drop moment with Jeblum before or after we spoke about, because I'm sure we spoke about the same thing on the phone. Yeah, it was the, no, this was, it must have been. Just before. so I understand timelines. Yeah, I must have, because I got the list again back on Friday, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. That was a big I remember, I remember you telling about the woman you spoke to, and she said, oh, I think you said you can say, you, uh, you said you can save a 20% or something. Mm-hmm. And then she said, oh, well, I don't want the headache. Yeah. Remember? So mm-hmm. when we had that conversation, was that after the penny dropped and you'd read Jeb Blunt, or was that before that yeah. moment? That was after that moment because that's when the the twenty percent drop, and I was like, okay. Mm. And that next chapter I listened to, funny enough, on my break. So I'd done all that. I was like, oh, I'm annoyed here. On my break, just got a, got a quick fifteen. It was like twenty minutes in, got the chapter, and I was like, when I came back from the break, just took it chilled, relaxed. Just did a, bit, a lot more listening, and funny enough, the results increased. I was like, hold on a second. It clearly shows. It'll be like trying to talk to myself. What would I want? Do I care about what the other person wants to give me? No, I care about what I want. And funny enough, so what, you spoke What's the 80 20 well. rule then that people can take from this? Well, for me, in my instance, 80% of the time, you've got to be doing the listening, man. You've got to be listening to what the customer hears. Can you hear me better that way? Yeah. 80% of the time, it's going to be said, listening, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. So for me, it was 80% of the time, actually open up your ears and listen to what the customer's got to say. And 20% of the time should be spent talking. So 80% of your results will come from just listening and actually internalizing. What is the customer actually saying when they're talking to me? What is it that I need to give? So when you do give the product, it's pretty much straightforward. They give you the answers to their own problems, essentially. My drop. On to you, Jay. I'm just enjoying the show. I want you to take it. I want you to. I'm. I'm. I'm <laughs> I just want to get no my dark mail campaign done this 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 week. <laughs> this week. This the week's episodes. Up. This week's episodes. An inconvenience to me getting it done. <laughs> to be honest with you. Can, can I go now? Because <laughs> <laughs> if if my, if, 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 if yeah. 
If I, I'm TJ, stopping you from hitting your goals. <laughs> this is we get it done. <laughs> this episode should be called Don't Get It Done. Yeah. How to not get it done. Yeah, waste an hour. Like, do you know what it is as well? Um, oh, if by next thanks. week I've not got the Dive Mail campaign, people are going to be like, bro, you've been saying for a while now, you've been getting, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> nah, you'll get, you'll get it done next week. <laughs> you'll get it done just now. Nah, you week. know, honestly, this is the thing. I hate, I hate losing. I'm, I'm, I'm just fuming, bro. So what are you saying? That was, that was my story, man. Yeah. Just so I remember, nah, honestly, though, I remember you telling me that because it frustrates me because you're speaking with someone and I think salespeople think they're so clever and they're trying to close you. And they're like, yeah, but wouldn't you like this? And they're asking questions. So when TJ says spend 80% of the time listening, you need to ask a question in order to listen. You can't just like ring, ring, and, and they answer and you start listening and you, you've got to get... How can you imagine? Dave. Richard, you just call up. Hello? Yes, TJ calling from Blah Blah. How you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah? Can you tell me some more? Yeah, so when he says spend 80% of your time listening, you need to ask a question. <laughs> Don't just call and start listening because they hang up on you. <laughs> TJ fell over. <laughs> now, we're quick. We're... With questions though, and this is this is important for me as a mar- as a marketing copywriter as well. Oh. And if you've got a business, and if you're making products too, listening to the market. Um, but if we if we talk about listening to customers, salespeople ask you a question, and you've got two types of question, and this is really important. This is a, this is a writer downer. You've got a, people say, "Oh, you've got an open question and a closed question." What, what's what's an open question, TJ? Mm. They would, I well, guess. What, in what the do world, people say an open question is? Yeah, I'm about to say what do people say an open question is? So an open question is something that would require a customer to talk and not say something, uh, something other than yes, no, or maybe. It would require an open. It would require a response, an actual response, something that yeah. is sentence, something that requires thinking. And a closed question is like a yes or no answer. Like do you like red, yes do you like blue. Like, do you know what I mean? Now change that and use it. Use these questions instead you've got an interrogative question and a verb-led question a verb-led question is and i got this from jim camp who's passed away now but he he negotiated for the fbi silicon valley um companies and he negotiated like his company negotiated i think it, it was around i can't remember now i think it was like multiple billions of deals multiple billion dollars worth of deals on a monthly basis so, like, let's say, for example, Apple is negotiating in, with China to do with, like, parts. And, you know, when you've got that, that kind of volume, you know, a 5% discount is in the millions. Do you know what I mean? Hundreds of millions. So, you, go, you get hired by these massive companies to handle their negotiations and coach them. And one thing is, he, one thing, and he's got a book called No. 
just called N-O, no, just type it in, Jim Camp, no. And um, what he says is, you've got an interrogative question. Like, imagine interrogating a, a suspect. You don't say, did you commit the crime? Because they're going to say no. You say, where was you on Friday at 7 o'clock? What were you doing at Friday at 7 o'clock? Who were you with on Friday at 7 o'clock? Where were you going? So when you say, oh, I was in the shop, who were you with in the shop? And what, so that's so that's the question. They're the kind of questions that you that are, that you ask. They're interrogative questions. You begin with who, what, where, how, why. They're the questions. What's your biggest struggle? So, as as a salesperson is trying to close a deal, so they want to close the deal. So they're like, can't you see that? Can't you see that this is saving you money? It's a good deal. Can't you see that? And it's like, oh, well, I guess so. And you're trying to, like, suggest that they should buy instead of what do you think about what I presented to you so far? What, how, how would you rate this package out of 10? Oh, six. What would make it a 10? So I'm asking what, how, and it's given, this is, the, this is very important. This is so important. It's given a customer the right to veto. Give them the right to say no. Give them that right. That's empathy. Really fun. give them the right. To say that if you're needy and you want to push for the sale, you're gonna um, you're gonna push for the sale. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna want to take away the customer's right to say no, and they've got a right to make a decision. However, they want to make a decision, they don't have to buy your product. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> so when you ask those kind of questions, you're in discovery mode and you're listening, and that's when we talk about say less, sell more. Ask the questions and sit back, and they're going to tell you what the pain is, what they're struggling with, and that's ultimately trying to find what's the pain that's going to motivate this guy to buy the product. Anything to add there, TJ? Um, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. That ties into, because I know you were looking to ask me that question. What three things you learned from the objections? Uh, from the objections book, and I was actually going to tell you the three things, and one of them was objections are a good sign, actually. When people telling you no is actually a good thing. Actually. I'm thinking, actually, when I read, no, actually, in one of Jim Camp's seminars that I listened to, he actually says, I'm looking to hear the word, the start of the sale doesn't begin until I hear the word no. Yeah. So if he doesn't hear the word no, then actually he doesn't know where the sale's at. So he wants to hear the word no. Now I know where we are. Now let's begin the negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. So solid, solid. Jim Gamble. Anything else? Anything else? Top line. Yeah. I was just one of the points from the uh, from the objections book. Yeah. You want to hear? hear a good one, bro? <laughs> yeah, go on. There's a, there's a part where Jeb Blunt, the author, he talks about people going around and they, they start chasing the red herring. Have you heard about this? I forgot. I forgot, Tommy. The red herring, bro. I was laughing because I can't tell you how many times I've probably done that myself. A, a fake where... objection, then you start trying to overturn. Yeah, and I couldn't believe it. When he said it, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I can't tell you how many times I've probably done that. Where yeah. the customer throws, in a, like, for example, I've been in a boardroom, and I've got in my head, I've got a, a cadence. It's got to be like this, and then this, and then this. It will set it up to the moment where we we come to the negotiation part. But at the start, let me 
set the scene that they understand what's going on and we can we can go from there. And they'll say, we'll sit down, hey look, just before we, we start, we're on a tight budget. So just out of interest, how much are we, how much is it gonna be? Because we know some of the companies you're working with, they're they're this sort of size and you know, but we don't have the same sort of budget there where we're on a really tight budget. So how much is this this product gonna be? That is the red herring. <laughs> he says if you get a question, something similar to that, or it could be anything, it could be loads of different red herrings. But if you go answer that question, you open up a can of worms at the very start of it all. Oh, and it can, it can turn messy. It can even turn the cell off all, all the way completely. So when you get stuff like that, understand it's a red herring. Park it, answer, still deal with it, but then come back to it later. And I thought, like, okay, that was perfect. I've, I've never signed a client and the first thing you asked was price. Because they're not interested, the price shoppers. Mm-hmm. They're telling you they're not interested. Do you know what I mean? How much is it? Why does that? Why does that matter? Let's talk about you. I I actually think it's a bit disrespectful, to be honest with you. How much is this going to cost? It's like, bro, do you want to give me a minute? <laughs> Ima- hey, Jake, imagine if that client you signed up. Uh, the one? one that you dealt with, the one that you turned, the one that you turned what twenty thousand into one point five mil. Imagine if they told you how much it's going to cost, and they said no. Imagine how much their business would have missed out on. Crazy, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing as well: it shouldn't, it shouldn't cost them anything. Depending on what you're selling, but you want to, you want, you want to basically factor in that it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. I should make you money. It doesn't cost you anything. Like you work with me. And we add a million to your business. What's the, what's the cost? Let's talk about how we're going to add a million to your business. I'll just take my piece of the pie. I go home happy. You you go home happy. Don't worry about what my fees are going to be. That's not I win. We all win. Yeah. <clears throat> but I was going to say something about an experience I had in, to, in to, uh, when we're talking about say less, sell more. When I've had salespeople calling me up about um, trying to sell. A phone contract and it must have had without exaggeration about 10 different sales people call me up and I think every single one of them said I can make it cheaper for you they didn't ask me what my problem was with my phone they said I can make a check and I can save you money bearing in mind I'm on a sim only before I signed up to one of them I was on a sim only deal sim only package which is like, you don't get cheaper than that. I'm paying for the SIM. The, the phone, I own the phone. But the phone's old. My pain point is not price. It's going to be business accounts anyway, so I, I, could, I don't even look at it. Okay? So, everyone's trying to tell me they're going to save you money, and they've not asked me, what is wrong with your phone at the moment? How happy are you with, like, see, what's wrong with your phone at the moment? Or how happy are you with your current phone package? And I say, well, I'm not very happy. What's the biggest problem that you're dealing with? The phone storage is, the phone's old. The battery doesn't last a full day. The store, I could give you a million problems with the phone. So how can you, how would you like to, I'll say, I need a new phone. I want a new phone. Instead, and then, and if you said, well, how important is price? I'd say it's not very important. But they've asked me, how important is price? They've not said, is price important to you? Do you want it cheaper? Tell me, how important is price 
for you. It gives me, it gives me a full, a full, I can say, I can go left, I can go right. I'm in control now. Or I feel like I'm in control as the buyer because they're asking, but they're in control because they're gathering, they're basically making me spill my beans. They're not spilling their beans. They haven't told me what they got yet. They're making me, no, Jim Cam talked about don't spill your beans, make them spill, spill their beans. Mm-hmm. And eventually I signed oh, sorry, up. And Say it again. <laughs> you stopped there. I was like, that's the rest of the story. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I was just asking you if you knew about the, the, the bean spilling lesson. Eventually I signed up with, <clears throat> my voice went funny then. Eventually I signed up with one company. Um, and I'm I'm paying more than I was paying before, but they started with, I'll make it cheaper. And then they pitched me a phone. I was like, I don't want that phone. Like, but it's close to what you're paying now. I was like, I've just told you, it's not priced. You still didn't get it because people are conditioned. Everyone's conditioned. Price, 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 price. E-comm stores, discount code. Here's half price, price, price. Like people, no one cares. Look around you and see if, if everyone cared about price. There'd be no, no one have an iPhone. There'll be no Teslas on the road. People don't care. Like, there'll be no BMWs on the road. Everyone will just get the cheapest thing that you could get. That, that That's what it will be. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? No one would go to a football match because, you know, they just stream it online. They, or they just list, get the score. You know what I mean? No, nobody, like, even, even if you, like, and we know when we've done door-to-door and we went to, say council estate poor areas inside the homes of poor areas is like every single device and gadget known to man the newest the newest shoot like the spending money they might not have wealth but the money they've got they're spending it on the best quality stuff they can get do you know what i mean like i grew up poor me mum would buy me would spend big money on, on my clothes get me you know the newest playstations she like like she's not trying to she's not saying oh well let me get my son an old school Atari because it's cheaper. She's like, he needs a new PlayStation. Like, if FIFA is technically the same gameplay, she could get me like five year old FIFA. I'm like, it's still FIFA because it's cheaper. Do you know what I mean? And she didn't go to like a, another shop where you get like pre owned games. Pre owned. She didn't get, she she get the brand new one from H. She, yeah, she goes HMV, get the brand new one. So I take, rip the label off because I want the experience of like a, a new game. With no scratches on it, so she, she's nothing about price. Yet she's got less than other people. So price is, is maybe it's one factor, but it's not like the factor. We're going off topic a bit, but I just think it's important because most people go to price. I think too too soon. I think it's price. Okay, so I guess what would be what do you think would be the big lesson then, based based on that? I know the big one for me was. You've got to, you've got to find out what is the main driver. It was the, that was the big one for me. It was like once I, once I, once I'm, I do a lot of discovery now to figure out what is the driver behind the customer's decision making. What is it, the big thing that they're looking to change? And then once you've got that, you can, everything else sort of fits in place because you're trying to build something for them based on fixing a solution. Isn't there a quote from um, <clears throat> Elon Musk? Isn't it you get paid proportional to the size of the problem you fix i believe that's the the quote yeah i think a lot of people have said that i don't know but it's so true the bigger the problem you fix 
the bigger the payout. That's the way I see it. Yeah. yeah man. Like when I was on the phone, I, I was in the middle. It's funny this. I was in the middle. Of, I was working. I get, a, I get this cold call. I'm on the phone for like three hours, TJ, signing up to this. I was in the middle of working, but I needed a new phone. It was, it was, it was, the pain was high enough for me to stop what I was doing. And I was like, I'll catch up with that later. This is important. So when people say they haven't got time, it's just like, you know what I mean? If your house is, if you've got a call, your house is on fire. Like, you need, like, it's what's going to make them drop what they're doing to go, like, like, yeah, yeah, with the local fire department, you know, you live at 22 ACOX Green. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your house on fire. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, do you know that, that level like, of urgency? Like yeah. they would, they would say, oh, "Sorry, I don't have time right now." They wouldn't say that, would they? Because like, house on yeah. fire. Say, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm I don't have time right now. Your house is on fire. That's crazy. Do you know what I mean? So, so but that's an extreme. That's an extreme version of like the level of pain. Mm-hmm. But you wanna, you wanna elicit. You wanna basically dig and dig and just like find out what's close to that, where it's like. A burning pain, like what is really messing them up? Because I guarantee every person, you know, you know, has either sleepless nights or they stay up late or they wake up stressed. Everyone's stressed about something. Everyone's stressed about something. Things things bother people. You got to find out what that is. It's like cracking a code. Everyone's stressed about something's bothering people. So when and when I when I'm like uh, writing copy for clients, I do research. Loads of research because I want to find out the market I'm writing to. What what is what is their what are their biggest pain points? And I do surveys to find out the pain points. I don't do a survey where it's like, "Would you buy this product? Did you like this product?" I say, "What's your biggest struggle right now?" That's I ask an interrogative question, and I'll and I'll say for example, I'll say, "What's the single biggest thing that's affecting your hair?" For example, what what's the what's the biggest um What's the biggest uh, insecurity you've got about your appearance? And see what, because I'm writing, I'm writing to, so I'm writing to a market I don't have natural empathy with for one client. It's mm-hmm. women and it's beauty products as well as health supplements. So, you know, I don't know what it's like to be an overweight woman or to have hair that's thinning. Well, I do because I'm bald. <laughs> but I don't know what it's like to be a woman who's got hair that's thinning because that's different than a bald guy because it's pretty standard for do you know what I mean? There's fewer, oh, there's fewer man. bald women walking around, and it's different than you know what I mean. But, but that's what. Say it again. It's confident, ladies. What's confident? Walking around bald. Yeah. And one client I messed up with, I jumped into pitch mode, TJ. So this, what you done, and what a lot of salespeople do, you know, where you just like start trying to sell what you want to sell and tell the story mm-hmm. you want to tell. It didn't resonate. I've said this before. I actually skipped when I look back. I skipped out that research that I normally do because I let the client. I it's my fault. I accepted the research material the client gave me, and I didn't push harder for. I need to do this survey. And the client was adamant, like, "Look, just speak with me. I'll let you know." But sometimes even the client, um, either has got this subconscious knowledge or they might get it wrong a little bit. And, and I need, I like, no, like I was like, I need to speak to the people. I don't want to hear from you. Please, please let me speak to the people and let them to, and, and, and then I'll know. If they had the answer, they wouldn't hire you. Bro, come on, man. Yeah. But in a way they were saying, look, I know my people, they're like this, they're like that, whatever. 
Um, and I accepted the research material, and then I done my best to research. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was like a f- fertility supplement, PCO, PC, PCOS. So I done a lot of research, but what you got to realize as well is every 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 cult is different. So not every salesperson's got the same problem and the same emotions. Like a Grant Cardone sales guy follower is different to a Jeb Blunt follower or a Jordan Belfort. And it's crazy. They're, 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 all, they're all in sales. But if you give the wrong sales. message, you're like, oh, but the salespeople's like, no, but the salespeople that follow Grant Cardone, they, they've got different values than a salesperson that, or, or, a health, or a health guy, guy who's into his health and fitness. Is he is he doing body body weight calisthenics? Is he weightlifting? Is he someone who does takes steroids because he's you know doing competition? There's a different message for each one of these kind of people. Do you know what I mean? 100%. So when you come in and just think you know the answer and start pitching, when you don't, it can it can you you get bad oh, bad oh, feedback. Mm? Okay, that was a that was the biggest lesson because I ended up and and ended up not working with a client and he wanted to work with somebody else. And um, they still give me good testimonials. We still increased sales by four point four point six percent. No, four four percent. We four times their sales, four x four point six x the email sales. But the messaging, they weren't happy with it, and I was missing a mark more than I normally do. And I know I mi- I skipped that part of the research. I should have done. Good. Do you know what I mean? So I'm n- never again. From now on, I'm like, listen, great. I need to do. I need to speak to, to you people. And sometimes, TJ, check this out. Sometimes you uncover a a pain point that the client didn't even know. So I was I was working with a client selling this African superfruit. Yeah, check this out. It's like an electrolyte drink. They're thinking mm-hmm. most of their market is a younger demographic, which it is, and it's like this sports drink. Now check this out. So I'm I'm writing emails to all these subscribers all the time. And if they say our, our our demographic is you know eighteen to twenty four, they're into sports. I'm going to start writing about that kind of stuff. I say, let me do this survey. I ask people how old I ask how old are you? What's your biggest pain point? The average age of the people that responded fifty five to sixty. Jeez. And guess what? The, it was women going through uh, menopause. Menopause. So. All the all the symptoms, not the symptoms, all the problems that they were saying they were struggling with, they were met, they were symptoms of menopause. Go through menopause. So mm-hmm. I started changing a few emails and started. To, I said, I said, went back to the client and said, "Listen, I know you said this is the market, but the email list market might be a different market to your Instagram followers because we're yeah, writing on a different platform. We're, we're, we're writing yeah, people are going to read. Makes sense. So, so we we need to figure out what the situation is. Do you know what I mean? Like." If you've got like a million TikTok followers, a million Instagram followers, they're all different people. A million YouTube followers and like 50,000 email subscribers who read. Maybe the, the email subscribers are older. So it's not just one message for one company. It's like segmenting. Do you know what I mean? But this came from listening. <clears throat> and um, I started writing emails about menopause. Not, not directly, but like about joint pain and uh, things like that. And it just response was crazy do you know what i mean i can imagine i I used about getting people engaging yeah i remember using a testimonial email about a customer who was like in the 50s or 60s and it was like a before and after like before and after having that drink and he literally said like 
not the symptoms because we can't say that, but they literally they mentioned how the life had improved because of this drink, and the improvement was basically a mirror of what this big, and that was the highest selling email of the month, and it didn't it targeted the older. Do you know what I mean? So there you go. <clears throat> hey. It's big, man. Big. What else? I need, to, I need, I need to get this letter done, bro. Unless we're done, I gotta go. Yeah, I, I, listen. listen, I will quit this show if I don't get this. I'm, I'm because I'm a, I'm a fraud. Okay. If by next week the direct mail campaign is announced, I'm a fraud, and the GID network will be just TJ, and I'm, I'm gonna dismiss myself from the show. Yeah, come on, bro. They need, they need you. The people, no need, the people need the people need a group to to be accountable for. No Look, let's, me, we said we said our piece, man. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> so, what's our GID challenge for next week? Jay, go. Next week is for me. Get the get the get the diagonal campaign. Not done. It's it's been shipped. It's shipped. It like it's out. It's been launched. It. I. Ha- I no longer have the letters. Not like it's complete. And the roomy, the roomy flat. You know, the in the office somewhere. It's like the. It's the, the dark mail campaign's been launched. That's my one thing. <clears throat> Go me. The list. This is like you. You've heard. Actually, let us make it simple. Book ten meetings. Get ten meetings books next week. Simple. That's it. No ifs, no buts, just get 10 meetings booked in there. If I can do that, we're looking very good. Simple, man. So from now till next week, 10 10 meetings. 10 meetings. Meetings. 10 meetings, right? Meetings. Even even saying that, bro, I'm thinking, gosh. And the weird thing is I don't know my ratio yet of how many how many calls I know roughly but I haven't, I haven't got enough I've got a big enough sample size for me to see how, how many calls I need to make to get one meeting because I've, I've changed my pitch during that time I've gotten better during that time what is it when I've got a pitch that I know is is working how do I know how many meetings is going to come out from it that's what I'm going to try to figure out so my focus really is to figure out that formula once I have something in there nail it man yeah, it's good. It is good. So is your goal to figure out your formula or get 10 meetings? I want to get 10 meetings, but I'll, it may mean that I may have to do a lot more calls, but I'll figure out what the formula is along the way, roughly, because that's 10 meetings by that point. So I'd be like, okay, that's a good amount of result for me to figure out how many calls I have to reach that number. Why don't you not put the pressure on the meeting? Because you are so new. Because I think that is a result. Even though it's not a result, I think it's. I think I think the goal should be on activity. Personally, I think the goal should be because you seem to be you seem to either be getting interrupted by this company because you want to speak to you about something in the middle of calling time, which is to me ridiculous. Or they like they take your list off you and then mess with it and give you it back, which is again ridiculous. I think the goal should be, you like you know block out golden hours. Like you say, from nine till three p.m., no one can contact me. 
And I don't know if the company's got a policy where you have to respond by a certain time. But between 9 and 2 or 9 and 12, like you've got basically four, like four hours of uninterrupted call on time where you, you make, I don't know, you make, you make, you know, 200 calls a day and then see what your current law of average is. And then you're not going to get results focused. You just want to make the calls. Mm-hmm. Would you that say it's still the focus on the calls? Because I'm just <clears throat> thinking, basically, I'm trying to stuff my funnel. I'm trying to put as much into my funnel as possible. The goal is still going to be 10 meetings, but I'm going to figure out how much law of average along the way because I'm trying to get to 10. It may also mean that my what, call what numbers I'm saying are a lot is, higher. I think the habits aren't there, though, the consistency to even talk about 10 meetings because I don't think you've done a full day of a full work day in terms of if you're using like a like a, a hardcore sales brokerage they'll say what are you doing like in terms of where this this the manager oh, says this he says don't pick up your head until 12 o'clock like for three hours it's just solid bang 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 like and then you you've got your pat lunch next to you you eat you you, you half an hour break and you're back doing it again until like two you have a little, little walk around and you're back from half two till five and you've maybe called for six and a half seven hours just solid uninterrupted every day because would you call it okay how successful how happy would you be with 10 meetings and the work ethic wasn't there because mm. you wouldn't yeah i wouldn't have the that's the whole point because even to get these 10 meetings in the first place, a certain level of work ethic is going to be required anyways. I'm trying to figure, I've got a, these blocks where I'm just calling and calling and calling. This is the, that is the most important thing. That is the most important part of my day, to be honest, if we're looking at it, because that's the one that's going to produce the results. That is Pareto's law. That is my 20% compared to all the other stuff I'm doing. Yeah. It's just the How calls. many calls you make today? Calls. My migrated over, I already know what I'm saying. It was 20. What, yesterday? Yesterday, didn't do it, make any calls. Mm. Why? Oh, did, did he take the list off you? Yeah. Do you remember you had the the incident, buddy? What incident? Oh, we only went through this about the list gotten changed, about how it got oh, divided. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And because it got divided, I had to. Yeah, sorry, buddy. No, and, not and today. How many, okay. So today, so you've done 20 calls. Yeah. What? How efficient were you? What do you mean? How effect, like, how, when we say pace on on, on events, like pitch pace attitude. Uh, and I, pace, get you, I get what you're trying to say. What was your, what was your, what was your pace like, no. honestly? Yeah, slow. I can I can say that for sure. I know exactly where you're going with this. It wasn't on all those twenty calls. It was across the day as well. It wasn't in mm. one one sitting. So yeah, that was quite. That was. Uh... What was the longest period of time you had sat uninterrupted without uninterrupted. without checking emails, without receiving a call, without calling someone else, without texting someone else, without checking other tabs? Where it's just like call, 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 call. Nah, what? I'll say 20 minutes. Of so, call time, 20 minutes max, bro. 
20 minutes. So what? What? And I, I think as well, it's because the company that you're with, that they're, they're not really. They're so big. They're quite lax, and they, they pay really well. And they're actually like such a humongous organization. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's not a scrappy startup where they're like, like when I was in when I was in the brokerage in London, yeah. <laughs> you have to put your phone in the drawer and lock the drawer, and you weren't allowed to have your phone up until the end of the day or lunchtime at the end of the day. So you have to put your phone away. Like I like even if it was on on the desk, like the phone needs to go in the drawer and locked in your key. And and the only thing you can do, the only thing you can do, and everyone's there, and the guy's got a, the guy run run at brokerage at a glass office, so he, he could see the whole shop floor, and he'd come out if people aren't calling. So you you he's got he's watching you all day, okay, and then you and then you get your gauges, so your phone's attached to his network, and you can see he'll see how many calls you made and how many minutes you was speaking for. So you weren't allowed to just like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I think saying 10 appointments, it's it's one, it's it's getting, it's jumping one step to, I think f- fixing the habits will be better personally. That That's what I think. Yeah. Because you're normally, I'm, because, it's, because it's, you're yeah, used to going to, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm always trying to think, compare it to what we used to do back in the day. So we would always gauge. So the first day, let's just stop and table. Just stop and table. Just get good at stopping and tabling. Now, let's, now you can bring them to the table. Let's teach you how to present. Now, how many presentations did you do? And then once you could get at presenting, okay, now you can present. How many people can you get to the form or to the closing bit? So in my head, and my first and foremost, I've got to bring them to the table. The, the, the first call is the discovery call, isn't it? So I'm thinking, can I just get good at, the, but, the stopping but first, the thing the, though the as well, and then bringing them to a meeting. He's trying yeah. to book a meeting. Yeah, here's the thing as well. We always used to teach people, and especially you no, know, like when someone's first day solo, we'd say, mm-hmm. "Just speak to 100 people and come back. We don't care what happens, but we need you to get the work ethic done. Just yeah. speak to the amount of people and come back. We need the work ethic there. Like we don't, don't care about anything, anything else. else. What?" Yeah, literally that. Don't worry about anything else. Like, even if, if the gauges were messed up, like, yeah. yeah. Even if the gauges were messed up, and he said, "Oh yeah, no," if if they were genuine, he said, "Look, I done well, done my first day. I spoke to you know a couple hundred people. I tabled uh, was it twenty? No, forty. I tabled forty. I presented twenty. And but if they said I tabled forty, we'd say all we need to do is table forty people, come back. Whatever happens after that, no problem. We can work with that." But if they're saying, "Bro, I want to do, I want to do ten line checks," because that's the the availability, like the appointment. Yeah. It's like, well, not really. Why? Why do? It? Because when we do our gauge breakdown, we always start with the top number that's wrong, and then we slowly work our way down. So if a new if a new guy says, "I want to do that," the you know, if if a new guy says, "I want to improve this part of my sales process," we're like, "But that's in the middle of the process," and you're. There's a few more steps you need to get right. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then for, if this is the first time you've listened, when we're saying table presenting that, we we used to sell out like in in like supermarkets or or malls, yeah, high streets, and we'd you know, people walking past, we'd basically pitch people out in the street and get them to come to our table so we can sell them the product cold. And we used to have like keep a track of 
and, and count how many people we brought to the table, how many we shown the price to, that's called a presentation. Then we'd ask for the person's information, what's your address, and let me see if we can get you some service in your area. That's called a line check. So these are all different benchmarks in the sales process or the funnel, and it gets narrower and narrower and narrower. So you'd bring 40 to the table, then you present to 20, then you'll do 10 line checks, then you'll try and close maybe five of them, then you'll get your three sales. So what I'm saying is with TJ, I think if he says he wants to book 10 appointments, but the call volume's not right, I think the call volume should be right first. I think you should systematically break it down personally. Basic like ages. I've written, I wrote like a basic one just while I was speaking to you. Because calls, meetings yeah. booked, meetings sat, then proposals, closing calls, and then contract signing. Calls, before meeting book, you've got connects, haven't you? Connects. How many connects you do? This is the thing I was going to send you last night. Because Jordan Belfast got a, um, he's got a pipeline thing. Yeah, where he talk, like, it, it's, yeah. it's called and connect. Like a, like at a, you connected with someone who can actually do, make a decision, I think. Or, I don't, I'm not too sure how he defines it. You know, it would be, be decision makers, wouldn't it? How many decision makers I like, get a hold of? Yeah. Yeah, because imagine so if you fo- imagine if your focus is just purely on purely on, and this is like not even results focused. It's purely on dials. I want to make, I want to make three hundred dials by the end of the day. Whatever happens after that, no problem. Just dial. I just want to dial a number three hundred times. How indifferent! Imagine the attitude, regardless of the outcome of the call. I've done a dial, another dial, another dial. It's just dials. Jeff, I literally talked about that today. You were saying how... Who said that? <laughs> Jeff, it was literally like when he goes into an organization, the first thing he does has to do sometimes, he said, sometimes it's, it's a bit harsh, but he just says, look, sit down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, bro. Don't mess this up for me. So he says it out. All right. Here's the list. Just, just dial the number. <laughs> stay there. Stay there. Stay there. Like, stay there. All right. Dial. Okay. Now wait for it. You hear the ringtone? Yeah. All right. Cool. Someone's going to answer in a second. This <laughs> is... <laughs> So then the call happens, and he's like, don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere, stay there. <laughs> Second person, dial. <laughs> and he says, sometimes it's going to be harsh like that. He gives a story about how basically his swimming instructor back in the day. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember. He tried to, get him into a, tried to get him into a pool, didn't he? And he, he said, the only thing more scarier than jumping into the pool was this six foot six swimming instructor he said he saw him walking towards him he jumped in the water i was like yo <laughs> that is wild but it's true man sometimes you just need a little nudge and then it gets you in the right direction i forgot but, to tell you something yeah. i meant to tell you something bro i signed up for this thing yesterday and it i don't even know why i don't i just don't know it was an impulse buyer yeah? but yeah. i thought to myself obviously we're talking more about sales and copywriting and stuff but it's still important this is still important because I need to prospect and I need to get clients and get copywriting clients and whatever. But because I really do enjoy sales, I was like, 
I saw I saw this another I think it's called I can't remember but I'm not going to say the name because it might be it might be a scam. But does this does this um group that basically give you an opportunity to just like make calls from your house to like for businesses and people are doing people are like making a couple of grand a day it's and it sounds like a scam and there's like video testimony there's loads of testimony but it's basically like it's basically like a um it's like a it's like a remote it's not a job but it's more like a remote sales mm, net club almost where you okay. you give you information and you'll get like leads or deals or whatever and then you'll get like an instruction how to present what you can offer and I thought I might just do that like two days a week, you know, when I'm like caught up on client work, and just yeah, just for the fun of it, not 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 for any reason other than just for the just for the just for the crack, just for the crack. You know what I mean? Got me green t-shirts on <laughs> from Ireland. Yeah, yeah man. Keeps, I'll tell you what it keeps you keeps you grounded, keeps you humble. Yeah. So anyway, say it again. Yeah, come hide behind the screen. Gonna get on the phone chatting to people. Interrupted selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that that that's it. That's I think that's that's the episode. That's a wrap. Say yeah. less, sell more. Listen, listen to people, find their pain. And there's a there's a quote in it in in a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie, and he says that. He says, um, I'll end with this quote. He goes, I don't like, he goes, when I'm fishing, I don't, I, I, what's he saying? He goes, when I go fishing, I don't put strawberries and cream on the end of the fishing rod to catch the fish because fish don't like strawberries and cream. I like strawberries and cream. I put basically maggots and grasshoppers on the end of the fishing rod. I don't like maggots, and I don't like grasshoppers, but fish like maggots, and it's about, um, it's about basically giving them what they want, not what you want. Put that in front of them. Use the right bait. Use the right bait. Do you know what I mean? And as salespeople, we're like, I want to sail, so I'm going to close this guy. He doesn't want you, he doesn't care about your commission check or the customer who gets the email doesn't care about, oh, this company needs to increase revenue. Do you know what I mean? That the person who's receiving an email is like, I'm overweight and it's stressing me out. I can't lose weight. I've tried a million diets. I'm just stressed out. Do you know what I mean? I can't fit into my jeans. My belly's hanging over. I've got, you know, I've got, I've got a tie around me, around my gut. I can't stop my cravings. That's their problem. So ch- channel that to yeah, help them with that. that. Needs, needs to be an man. It's not. It's not like our company was founded in such and such, and we've got great news. You know, we've just been featured in this magazine. The guy don't care. We've been featured. He's got a tie around his belly. He doesn't. He's not bothered. Do you know what I mean? Or we've got this new thing, and the packaging's changed from white to pink. <laughs> just... 
and that is I've I've seen I've seen a store do that by the way I've seen a store do I've seen I've seen I've seen I'm not naming names I'm not naming names now in new packaging stop it new and improved packaging yeah yeah yeah. but companies do it they say look oh it's now a new packaging I'm like but does it taste different no 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 we changed the wrapper it's like or, or chocolate, chocolate bars like new shape. It's a new shape. Bro, is there any any more nuts in there or berries? Just, no, no, no. It's it, it shape difference. Was it? Is it gonna taste different? No, no, no. It's just we just thought we'd let you know. Okay, okay, thank you. Oh my dude. Right. and this is this is going off topic, and I've got no experience in this. I know you gotta go. Maybe in retail, it is important to change packaging because it looks, it's like a pattern interrupt. Like, you're like, oh, Galaxy's different. And it, it just gets your attention more because it, they're selling off the shelf. So the, there's probably a reason for it. But I just mean, yeah. as, as a general, there's pro- there's exceptions, but as a general rule, like... What, what, most shout people... out to all the visual merchandisers out there, man. No, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, it's about it's about... One sec. Yeah. I need to, I need to guess something quickly because I it, I am annoyed that I butchered. That's wild, man. That's the name of the chapter in How to Win Friends. Sorry, that was the name. That's the name of the chapter. I think it's called "Arouse in Other People an Ego Want." Arouse in other people an ego want. That's the point of the Dale Carnegie quote about when he when he went fishing and he put you've got it aroused and ego wants any other guy, the other person. Yeah. And when I put in front of him what I want. Like the the first script that they give you was like, Yeah, we're changing people's networks and it's it's me, me, it's all me, 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 our company. We're we're cha- we've it's, it it wasn't What's your biggest struggle at the moment? You might be able to qualify for big claim, insert big claim. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. So, yeah, that's it. We speak next week. And next week, hopefully, I've completed the direct mail campaign. And if, if, if there's no show next week, it's because I didn't complete the direct mail campaign. And I and if I refuse to do another G, GID NET work show, I, I refuse to do another another podcast until the Dark Mail campaign's done. I refuse. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Project, isn't it? I'm not leaving. Yeah. Well, let's do this. Yeah. Any any parting words? Nah, man. If they want to join our accountability club, Jay, how did they do it? I don't know, TJ. How? how what do you think? Come on, man. You, you're usually you're the one that usually says this part. Come on. Consistency, man. Come on. Jay, give it to him, man. <laughs> He's refusing to speak. Oh, my days, this guy. Hey, either way, people, you can go to the GIDnetwork.com. 
thegidnetwork.com and sign up to the network for free. Shoot us an email with your goals for next week and we'll give you a shout out on next week's episode. That's what Jay should have said, but he's been a bit too shy over there. But anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in. And then next week, we got a, we should, we got a good episode for him, have we? Nah, that's, that's if Jay can finish his goals. <laughs> well, apart from that, thank you for listening. Peace.